Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Anna Louise Gasper. She is the daughter of Nicholas, that's with an M, Nicholas Gasper. And uh, he is a wonderful Hungarian artist, uh, really put together an, an incredible amount of work. And he lives on through his daughter. He unfortunately passed when she was 11 years old, but he left behind a world traveler, or someone who would become a world traveler, a wonderful educator, Peace Corps activist, and uh, you know someone who has been an artist herself, child prodigy, and a composer and a pianist. And she put together a wonderful career, and she's part of a radio series. Everyone binge listen to everything that we've been doing here. Frank McKay here with Anna Louise Gasper. Uh, Anna, welcome. Um, it's much better. All right, uh, Anna, we, we talked off mic a little bit about Western Africa, and you did a trip not too long ago to Western, uh, Western Africa. And uh, if you can, uh, tell us a little bit about that trip. Well, I, I, w I took four sabbaticals. I have in front of me all the notes. And the, this uh, second one I took, took in 1969. And I have extensive notes about uh, my second sabbatical. Uh, first, I went to Guatemala and then toured to Panama and San Blas Islands, to Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Lima, Huancayo, and uh, Cusco, and then Lake Titicaca to Bolivia. I did all this first, and then I went to Rio, and I spent a few days with relatives that I had never met in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And from there, I flew across uh, to Africa, and I joined a 60-day travel world tour which started October 7th and we toured South Africa, Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, Victoria Falls, Zambia, uh, Dar es Salaam to Zanzibar to Mombasa, Lake Manyara, Sonora and Gorogoro Crater, Amboseli, Mount Kenya and back to Nairobi and now the notes I have in front of me is when I, from there uh, we flew to Uganda and saw Antibi and Bora Bora, Queen Elizabeth Park, Murchison Falls, and back to Kampala. That was the, uh, wow. the, the crux of the out. And my notes that I have in front of well, me. Well, hold, hold your thought for a second. Let me just ask you something. Nagora Gora is uh, the, the, the place, one of the places on there that I've been to. Uh, it's a crater. And it's. Right. it's impossible not to see wildlife there because they're kind of stuck there. It's a natural made, uh, you know, uh, nature made mm -hmm. um, crater. So they, there are lions all over the place and I saw a rhino when I was there. But when I was there, I saw mm -hmm. one rhino and, uh, you know, I'm interested. Do you, what's your memory of Nagora Gora? Oh, I'd have to go back and look. Well, do you, I mean, do you have anything off the top of your head that you could think well, of? Well, you know, 1916, you don't remember that much. Yeah. What well, is that when it was in the 1960s? 1969. Wow. I was two years old. It, it was a big wow. Yeah. And uh, what I'm looking at is Uganda. That's 
and Kampala. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. Well, tell me about Uganda. What do you What do you got there on Uganda? Okay. Well, let me tell you how I wrote this down. First of all, I uh, I I was in Nairobi, and I had a little bit of time before we, we flew um, by jet. This was November twenty fourth, and we flew to Antibi which was took an hour. Mm. And when we got there, we boarded brand new buses and drove 20 miles to the city of Kampala. And on the way, we passed banana trees, tea estates, and the scenery is quite beautiful and lush. The people live quite primitively. The city has beautiful new buildings and it's hilly. Our hotel called the Apollo is gorgeous and quite new and after lunch we had had a city tour and we saw the main street of the town the beautiful parliament a view of the city from up high the university and the museum and that was the first day that we were there now the second day november 25th we went to embara and the white horse we stayed at the white horse inn in kambali and, and there, after breakfast in Kambali, and by the way, um, uh, we passed over lush vegetation, tea plantations, banana farms, papyrus plants growing in the marshy land, and we climbed into the mountain area and passed very primitive houses, and the native women wore long dresses with puffed sleeves. We stopped for lunch in Ambara, which is on 150 miles from Kampala, and then climbed over the rolling mountains terrain. And it's beautiful, muddy roads. We even heard dy dynamite explosion, which split the, split the rocks into the road. And then we arrived in Kampala and a beautiful inn called the White Horse Inn. I have a, I have a card from there. And then the next day on Wednesday, November 26th, we went to Queen Elizabeth National Park and uh, Nivea Salari Lodge. And after breakfast, we, we took excursions to a lake called Lake Bunyoni, passing many terraced mountainsides to reach the lake. We got pictures, and then down at the side of the lake, we stopped to view their unusual boats. We returned to the inn for lunch, and then we went to Queen Elizabeth National Park and over mountains, roads, flush vegetation, through thick forests for almost three hours, and then dropped down into the low grassy plains, and we entered the National Park. On the way, we now here are your animals. Yeah. We spotted many elephants. Some rhino warthogs. We took a car ferry across to the lodge, Safari Lodge, which is high above the Lake Edward. And that was the way, way we ended up that day. And then the next day, we at Queen Elizabeth Park, we had breakfast, and then we downed the by boat to the boat landing in our buses and took a two and a half hour uh, ride on boats down the Kazinga Channel. We went slowly. 
we took many pictures of fish, eagles, monitor lizards, goliath heron, water buffalo, white heron, elephants, as close up as you could to the shore, you even saw some hippos. And we changed, chased them up to the bank so that we could see their size and deep pelicans and yellow storks. So this is what we, we saw. And then we returned to the hotel, had lunch, and then we went for another drive in Queen Elizabeth National Park. Here we saw water bucks, hippo, lion, many elephants. We returned to the hotel for evening, and we had a, this was Thanksgiving. So we had a, a Thanksgiving dinner of turkey sent from Kampala. And the two ladies made a pumpkin pie, and uh, we had we three cans of cranberry sauce. Now, do you want me to stop? Yeah, well, just stop for a moment. Let me remind folks of who they're listening to. And uh, basically, she's reading her notes that she took in 1969. A lot of foresight there. Anna Louise Gasper is our very special guest, part of a continuing series with Anna. But uh, this is a, a trip that she did in 1969 that I would love to do today. And it probably hasn't changed all that much other than electronic cameras and, and modern uh, you know, transportation is, is probably better. The hotels, uh, it sounds like they were, uh, they, they were lovely then. They're probably, uh, you know, other than, other than time that has passed, and that's 50 years ago. I mean, you know, exactly 50 years ago as we speak. But uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And again, Frank McKay here with Anna Louise Gasper. Uh, she's been to 150 countries, which is just mind-blowing to me, someone who's been to about 50 countries. And people usually, their mouths drop when I say 50. She's been to 100 more than me. Uh, Anna, while you're writing these notes, I mean, did you ever think that you'd be talking about them 50 years later? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, just amazing. If you would, continue, because I, I, I mean, I, for one, I'm... I'm just fascinated with travel, and uh, and I'm picking your brain a little here. I'm, I, look, I, I did I did Tanzania as far as wildlife in Africa. I did the three uh, three um, parks, national parks: Arusha, uh, I mentioned Ngorogoro, and uh, uh, Tanagiri. I did those three, and I saw I, I mean all those animals that you that you're talking about. But well, you you got a lot of it, and you got the the tours that go along with it. And you're watching this with people. Uh, what was the first time you saw? Was this the first time you saw an elephant up close, or did you did you see that in earlier African trips? I saw that in earlier African trips. So was there anything? I'm in particular? just telling you about the the one in '69. I went uh, for uh, my third sabbatical. I went to to the other part of the world, to Tahiti, American, Western Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, New Zealand, Australia, New Guinea, and Indonesia. So that was the third one. But this was the second one. And uh, what was interesting is that we really didn't have any problems, except uh, you have to watch out for the weather. We were lucky that if it's raining, of course, it's hard for for the transport to go from one place to the other. And I had a lot of time in it, so uh, I uh, I even went to Israel after I finished this particular tour. And as I had an uncle who lives on a moshav, um, and I, I also went 
by both that was in Israel, and we stayed in a dormitory of a monastery called St. Catherine, and I went to Jerusalem, stayed in the Y, and back to Tel Aviv, and then I flew to Switzerland where I had relatives, had an aunt and a cousin who's still alive, and uh, family, and then back to the United States. So this was quite extensive, yeah. and I, I, fortunately I didn't get sick. Yeah, was, that, that's yeah. one thing that you have to worry about. And the, the accommodations in Africa were wonderful. Yeah, I, again, and the I people love, also. Yeah, I, I love Africa, and I, I can't wait to get more of it. Uh, I, what else do you have on that on your notes there? It sounded like you cut it, you cut it a little short. We can continue. I mean, I'm. Oh I'm, well, I have lots of notes. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Well, and what you're interested. A couple moments, but on that same that African trip, uh, again, can you count up how many of the countries you hit in uh, in Western Africa? Was that Western or Eastern Africa? Well, I didn't. I don't count the countries, but I have here. Um, at the end of November, we went to Murchison Falls and to Chobe Safari Lodge. And here we, we again took minibuses um, mostly and uh, a boat trips down to uh, Victoria Nile. And along the way, we stopped to take photos of crocodiles, hippo, lizards, fish eagles. And uh, this is you of Murchison Falls. And we even saw a calabus monkey in a tree. And we returned, of course, you see, it's a little primitive, to the parlor lodge for lunch. And then we took off again in our buses for a place called the Chobe Safari Lodge, which was 74 miles away and still in Murchison Park. And drove through several downpours, but still had time to see Uganda Cobb. Uh, Hardebees. See, these are larger animals. Plus a view of the Karuma Falls. And uh, and he, he, I even had tea and could hear the hippo in the Nile below grunting while, while I was eating dinner. And this was December 1. And we, then we went to Kampala and uh, Chobi Lodge. It was very, very extensive. And yeah. we we uh, had a game run of tour, and we we uh, drove past something called the White Nile, Victoria Nile, and took pictures of waterbuck, white giraffe, more monkeys, and. and Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, you know what? Uh, just curiosity. Did you spend any Down time in a boat whatsoever? Uh, well, half some part of it was a boat. Part of this was uh, minivans. Yeah. No train travel on that trip that you could remember? Well, no, no. Not, <laughs> not that kind of train. No, you you don't go by train here. You either fly from one city to the other. And then you're picked up by minibuses, and then uh, the rest of it is is uh, driving. What were they, dri they were driving in a minibus, right? Uh, did you ever, did you feel safe at all times in the minibus? 
I wasn't even thinking about safety. I didn't have any problems, and people were very nice. I wasn't alone. I was with other people. And uh, did anyone have a gun on them? Did one of the guys? No. 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 I don't think. Yeah. And what was fun is to, what was fun is that to see the people, to see, you know, what their housing is like, and just stop and take pictures. Just amazing. What what an experience. Uh, well, it was wonderful. Does anything stand out to you in Africa? I, you know, I know you. That was your first trip from the Peace Corps. Uh, was to an Africa. Well, that's a different. That, that was. Uh, that was a different experience. A different, but. Completely. But do you have a memory that stands out in Africa more than any? And before you answer, let me remind everyone: Anna Louise Gaspar is our very special guest, part of a continuing series. She's the subject of a documentary on her life, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's about her extraordinary life. And, you know, also you can see featured in there her dad, and uh, who's Nicholas, that's with an M, Nicholas Gasper, and he's the great Hungarian artist. Uh, let, let me, uh, you know, let me go back to that. Is there anything that stands out to you about, about Africa uh, more than anything else? Any experience no. that you remember? Anything, you know, this is... Besides, yeah, I'm ahead. looking right here on December 3. We went to our local school, and uh, we met the headmaster, and the school had 24 teachers, 700 pupils. It was three miles from the center of the city, uh, mainly from better-class homes. Tuition is necessary, and uh, they wear uniforms. And if it's too crowded, the children have to go to other schools. And that session goes from 8 o'clock in the morning to 12.30. And some of the subjects that they teach are English, speech, story, uh, mathematics, reading, health, instruction, and inspection, science, geography, and history. Wow. That's interesting for you, uh, you know, as an educator. Uh, to see how they're doing it in a third world country. And uh, did you have much dialogue with the teachers, the educators there? Well, it just depends, you know. You didn't have that much time. See, this, this is more like a private school. Yeah. And it's, I say, it's, the schools are built by the parents and the number of pupils available. This. It's interesting. You know, keep in mind, in, in third world countries, it's not the most popular thing to send your child to many, with many parents, to send your child away to school because you're giving up a worker. Even at young, at young age, they're helping with the crops or they're helping with the, uh, if, they're, if you're fortunate enough to have livestock there, they're uh, handling it. But they're workers. I mean, just like we were in you know, the 1700s and the early 1800s, it, it, it wasn't a popular thing to say, hey, we're, we're sending one of your workers off to, uh, to school. And it still isn't to some, to some uh, parents. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Generally, a big... the par parents are, are pro-education. And um, they try to send their children. Sometimes they're very far away from school. 
and uh, it just depends where where they're located. Yeah. Well, well, listen, we're coming to the end of our our moment here. Stay with us, Anna. Uh, Anna Louise Gasper, once again, is our very special guest, uh, part of a continuing series. Uh, check out the documentary. It's about her extraordinary life in, uh, in education and uh, art and music. Uh, child prodigy at a very young age. She was writing compositions. I mean, not just, not just uh, banging out a couple of notes. She was writing them down the, the sheet music. She has sheet music uh, as, a, as a child that she put together. Anna, thank you very much. This was interesting. Oh, hold your thought. Hold your thought. One second. Frank McKay signing off for this one. Uh, Anna Louise Gasper has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.